2: Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
1: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. (laughs) I am Marco Flalo. As always, please follow along with us on Twitter. It's at Your Tech Report. Uh, Head on over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those fun places, Mitchell.
2: Uh, all those fun places, and you know, it, it's been a little while. But you know, it takes sometimes, it takes a little while to gain some perspective. You need a little distance for perspective, big picture, right? Don't we need distance for yeah, perspective? Yeah, we do. I'm wondering and, where you're going with this. Yeah, I know, no, no, no I'm, I'm really, I'm going back to E3 Okay. because you know, you know, once E3 is a very intense. Several days. And, you know, it can be a little overwhelming. I had a pretty good experience at E3, but it was really driven by my trip to the Logitech booth. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I was, I've been, I was looking forward to going to the Logitech booth and visiting Logitech G, their gaming division. Always fun to go there. And it's also always fun to have the technical marketing manager from Logitech specializing in all the G gaming stuff. Andrew Coonrad joining us again. Andrew, thank you for coming on the show with us, man.
0: Hey, thanks very much fellas for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Well, you know, we before we get into what you guys were showing what we spent some time talking about together at your booth. Just big picture. We touched on this a little bit when I was there, but are you surprised? Now, everyone is always talking about, you know, PC gaming, is it dead? Is it not going to, and it, it's never gone anywhere. It's always been big, but I feel like lately there's been a resurgence in PC gaming, even at a younger level. The traditional console gamers are now, a lot of kids that I know, my, my son's friends, are all moving to PC. Have you started, Mark, have you started noticing this as well?
1: I feel it's like almost like the turntable making a comeback. It exactly. feels the same way how younger kids are now getting into turntables and the same things happening with pc gaming i don't know why that is so maybe maybe you can shed some light maybe andrew us. can help
2: us with this <laughs> have you noticed this as well andrew like a big resurgence among younger gamers among with pc gaming it's huge again Yeah, uh,
0: absolutely. I think, you know, it's an interesting analogy you brought up about uh, vinyl, and I think, um, you know, maybe to counter that a little bit, uh, you know, that would be bringing up old technology that that is now cool again. Everything's typical, right? right? But I think with PC gaming, what's so interesting is that it constantly evolves to new capabilities, and it it constantly becomes more accessible. So um, I think a lot of younger gamers are finding that, well, this, you know, scary, daunting, you know, angry, aggressive gamer in their mom's basement sort of view of pc gaming that we've had in the past is just simply not true and therefore uh moving to a pc is is uh less expensive now too you can build a pc for you know a a decent gaming pc for around a thousand bucks and i think building a pc is fun the whole maker community is really interesting customization is fantastic there's tons of amazing hardware that you can use to customize your experience and then of course there's a huge amount of content whether it be just streams or or you know, creation of that kind of stuff, but also this massive amount of indie games and then platforms, you know, um, like Epic's Fortnite has been massive for PC gaming. Um, and and there's just so much you can do with the PC that I think, you know, uh, a younger and younger demographic is finding that appealing.
2: You know yeah. what, Andrew? Maybe also, you know, the console wars may be working against the big three, you know, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, because they're, you know, especially between Microsoft and Sony talking about the power of their consoles, Xbox One X, the most powerful, the most customizable. If you're talking about power and customization, honestly, as much as I love console gaming, you're not looking at a console. If you're talking power and customization, you are looking at a PC. And I think maybe the, the wars between the two big console manufacturers working against them, because if you want that power and customization, you want to be game- gaming on a PC, right? Well,
0: yeah, that's an interesting point. I think for sure that's always been the case. But like I was saying, now that c- power and customization is so much easier to get access to. Right. You know, I would say even five or ten years ago, it wasn't as easy to find great components that were affordable that made a great PC. It was a lot harder. Now with YouTube and and all the great resources out there uh, for building and setting up your own PC, as well as doing all the multitude of amazing creative things you can do with a PC, those are just simply not possible on the console. And then, of course, like you said, as there's always this weird cycle of when the console is the most powerful is when it's first launched, right? Right. But we've far surpassed the point in which a new console is more powerful than even an average PC. So I think... It's no longer the case where you know the Xbox comes out and it, it features the latest and greatest GPU and it's got you know a graphics capability that's that's beyond what an average PC can do. I think now, even though the new consoles are are, are being announced and have come out in past years, a, an average PC is still capable of doing more. So that's where I think you really start to see this sort of um, you know realization that wow, I can do for not that much more money, I can do a lot with a PC, and that's very exciting for a lot of for a lot of young
2: gamers. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. And and if if we're talking about, you know, we're talking about Logitech in particular, obviously Logitech G in the gaming division. And uh, the main differentiator, of course, between console gaming, I mean, true, I mean, console gaming and PC gaming, yes, you can use a controller with your PC, but if you're talking PC gaming, the main differentiator between the two would have to be the mouse and keyboard, the way that we interface with our machines. And when we're talking mouse and keyboard, Mark and I have been using Logitech for years. In fact, Andrew, when we were on the show floor, I told you, I think I was still trying to rock my g9 mouse from years ago people get so attached but you know that's right you remember that now right so people get so attached to the way they interface with their technology and mouse and keyboard is the most visceral attachment that we have to our tech and this is where you guys really excel you guys do a lot in gaming and and, you know pc but mouse and keyboard you guys have been so ahead of the curve let's talk about what you were showing in particular at e3 this year
0: so absolutely. So that's a really great point. And then just to give a little background, I, I worked in, you know, CPU and GPU space, more of the hardware side where you're simply looking for the highest number for the lowest dollar, right, as a consumer. Right. And there's, there's obviously a lot more value add to, you know, certain products. But I think that's the core reason why people purchase one thing or another. And you mentioned, you know, uh this sort of Fanatical and subjective connection to a device that you use with your, with your hands or your body. And that's where I was really excited to work for a company like Logitech because it is such a different world making something that is that that detailed in the subjective for as many people as possible right and so that's where our, our product spec comes in and we really do a lot of research to figure out what is the you know the main components of, of how people interact with our products and what can we do to make our products feel great and and work well for the most amount of people possible so um, specifically one of the products that we were showing at e3 is our new g512 keyboard and this is sort of the third iteration of that that um, industrial design, which we've won multiple design awards for in the, over the past year. And it's a very sleek, it's aluminum top case, it's a high quality keyboard, that has great features that we know gamers love. One of those being RGB lighting, mechanical gaming switches. And in fact, now with this new keyboard, we have three different types of mechanical gaming switches due to the fact that going back to that subjectivity, there's a lot of different ways that people like to interact with their keyboard. And key switches is a very dramatic way you can kind of change that feel. Um, there's also some some great features that we know gamers love, like USB pass-through, um, and amazing software programmability, easy to clean, super durable, and of course, cost. So the price is 99 bucks and you have all those great options. So I think that's a really good value for a lot of gamers and people really appreciate a brand like Logitech with our history and longevity of quality, bringing something to that price point. So it's, it's a really exciting product for us.
2: Oh, absolutely. And you you guys were kind enough to send one to me. And it, again, it's one of these things we talk, you know, Andrew, a lot about this on the radio show, because obviously radio is an oral medium. People are listening to us, but they can't see or touch. And sure. it, it's one of those products where when you get it in your hands, you actually get it. You get the feel of it, the weight of it, the, the clickiness of the keys. It's funny, you talk about mechanical keyboards and the different types of keys that you guys have. And even people that don't necessarily know the difference between a blue switch, or red switch, any of the, you know, the technical aspect of it, they know by touch. I had a friend of mine who's just in his 50s is getting into PC even in feet people getting into it in their 50s getting into PC gaming is like well I want a keyboard and I want it so you know when you type it and it makes that noise and it has I said, oh you want a mechanical keyboard so even people that don't necessarily know the technical aspect and of course I sent them right over to Logitech to start looking at the selection but even people that don't necessarily know the technical aspect they know by feel and touch they know the difference and I think again when you have that mechanical feel it harkens back to the old days of typing and you just have that that tactile response that you don't find with any other type of keyboard, right?
0: absolutely you know and that's a great point too about the history of all this stuff it's it's interesting how things are you know maybe originally designed for a different purpose and then over time things get repurposed or restructured so that a different demographic finds them to be the perfect thing for them right and so we have this design that was originally introduced by Cherry right the Cherry MX switch and that's kind of what a lot of the mechanical keyboard has been designed around right so right. I think that and that, but that wasn't originally designed for gaming. It was meant for typing and a lot of those loud, noisy, clickety switches are, are really designed for, uh, industrial environments or environments where you need to know that that click is being achieved so that you, that's why you have that tactile feedback, right? And then of course you have sort of classic designs like the IBM M and then the, the metal butterfly stuff and all that. And those are again, really kind of just a sign of the times they were trying to create a durable, high quality click, a high quality switch. So. It's some, somewhat of an affectation to have those things now because it's not required for gaming, but right. gamers love that feedback, some gamers do. And then of course now with the proliferation of streaming and, and you know, uh, gaming online with other users, right? you're constantly communicating over, over a microphone. The super noisy clackety keys have sort of lost a little bit of that excitement because yeah. people now have to chat with their friends and they're like, dude, can you not be tap dancing on <laughs> your keyboard <laughs> While you're trying to tell me <laughs> to cast my spell, right? So, um, and streaming is a huge thing, too. Like, I know some streamers proudly use loud keyboards because it shows that they're part of that pedigree but then also some streamers really want to clean high quality audio it, it sort of wears on the listener after a time you know listening to that right so but that's why again we, we offer multiple different types of switches and uh, the newest one that we just came out is called our GX Blue and it, it is that classic blue style switch it's very clicky and it's very tactile um, but it still has the same quality and longevity um, promises that that come with the launch Name,
1: so. You know, you know when you talk about tactile feedback, I. Uh, I- I think of the way that I game, and I'm not a big PC gamer, I play, I'm a kind of, more of a casual gamer, but I really fell in love with the the driving force racing wheel and the pedals, because I'm into those simulator type games, where I like like feeling like I'm behind the wheel of a car, and when you talk about you know tactile feedback on a keyboard, I think about all that energy that's also spent in making it feel like I'm really behind the wheel of a car, and then when I started kind of clicking through the website, I realized that you guys don't only make simulation gear for driving, but there's obviously flight. But then I saw this little thing that said farm and I had to click <laughs> on this link and, and, and read heavy equipment bundle, heavy equipment side panel. And I'm trying to figure out and I'm sure that I, I can figure it out if I think for more than two seconds, the use case for heavy equipment simulation. Can you can you dive into that a little bit?
0: So it's so funny that you bring that up. Um, I, it, it, to be straight honest, when I first they were like, "Oh, have you used the FarmSim gear?" I was like, "You're you're joking." I thought I was being trolled, right? Um, but I wasn't. And and it's when you start looking at the Steam data, um, like Farm Simulator, I think in 2017 sold more copies than Call it's of huge. Duty combined. Yep. It's like huge. it's massive. Right. And there's this huge community of people that find immense joy and relaxation in playing a farm simulation game. Or, you know, have you, have you guys heard of this games like a Euro truck simulator where there <laughs> it is? It is. You are actually driving a truck for the same long distance drives that you would normally. And it's like this in real is time something that people enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh crazy. My, it's like flight simulator on the ground. That's crazy. Yes, and so people not only spend a lot of money on the content, the games themselves, but they also want to immerse themselves in this world because it's relaxing, right? And so having the the right kind of simulation hardware to go along with that is very important. And um, part of the acquisition um, of SciTech, it was not only flight sim gear, but also the farm simulation gear. And so that stuff has been incredibly successful, continues to be so for us, and it's really an amazingly awesome little niche community and they're great people too. Like they're just these awesomely passionate dudes and, and ladies. And so we're, we're excited to bring that kind of specialty to, you know, to the gaming market that, that nobody else is doing. Right. So,
2: Well, you know what? That That's really kind of part of what makes a company like Logitech special in that, you know, part of being a great company is not just putting out really cool products that you guys like, but really, really being responsive to your customers and really being responsive to the market. And if nobody is doing something in a section where you guys can be helpful, like you said, this game is popular. Why not put out the hardware that partners? I mean, why not, you know, let it be available to people that that speaks to you guys and what you guys do and how how really how responsive you are to your audience. And that's really cool.
0: Well, thanks for saying that. You know, I think uh, sometimes... Um, there, there is a common philosophy in, in, in communities where you want to hate the big guy or you want to, you know, it's, it's easy to support the underdog in a lot of ways. And I think Logitech is, is one of those companies where we're like the biggest small company around. You know, we've been right. around for 40 years and we've really found that we're not, you know, trying to compete with brands like Apple and Xbox and all that kind of stuff. But we really do have a lot of the benefits of a big company like distribution, like we own our own manufacturing design and, and, and distribution and all that stuff. So it gives us the power to make, you know, really compelling products at really compelling prices. But at the same time where the gaming team is small, you know, it's like a little over 30 people that, that are the, the core gaming group here in, in California. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a massive, conglomeration of all these soulless people. It's like we are all gamers ourselves and we think about what we would want and then we go out and do research in the community directly with you know consumer insight research to find out what gamers are looking for. Uh, and that actually brings me to a really good point. Uh, so we have our new software platform that's yes, called Yes, you beat G-Hub. me to it.
2: I was going to ask you. I promise I was going to ask you next, but please, yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, well, so G-Hub is really cool because uh, Logitech Gaming Software, LGS, has been our software platform for almost 10 years now and it's it's just gotten to the point where the back end the actual platform of it is just is just kind of archaic at this point and it has some core limitations that we wanted to overcome Um, and so it was time to move to something new so we've been working on this project for a while now and we're finally going to um, release the software in early access to the world um, at the end of the month here so you can actually go to LogitechG.com and find out more information about G-Hub and also sign up to get the download link as soon as that's available Um, and that's really exciting for us because again we've been working on this for a while and it's a dramatic improvement over the previous version and offers a bunch of really cool new stuff to bring, you know, software smarts to your, to your hardware, which is what, which is what it's all about.
2: And and this is, this is kind of a big deal because we always talk about, you know, you can make the best hardware in the world that has all these great features. But if it doesn't have an intuitive, uh, an intuitive interface to let people use it really well, then, you know, what's the point? And you guys, you gave me some, you know, a hands on sampling when we were at E3. And again, if people are using the keyboard and want to use their keyboard to its, to its fullest, to its, to, you know, to maximize productivity and gaming, and you want to be able to control the RGB lighting and you want to create macros easily, all these things can be kind of intimidating to someone that's never Used software to control those features, but when I watched you use it, you showed me how it worked. It was very easy, very streamlined. And again, creating on the back end a really easy interface and really easy system to access the hardware is really key in engaging people to use all these features, is it not?
0: Oh, it's, uh, it's absolutely crucial. And, and another component is making it easy to get the latest stuff, right? So yes, So we've done updates, two things yeah. that are – yeah, <clears throat> so automatic updates, not having to restart. It seems like a simple ask, but, you know, it took, it took the GPU and, you know, those manufacturers a long time to have a driver <laughs> where you didn't have to reboot your computer, right? It's actually a challenging problem. And then there's also the other side, which is utilizing the community and uh, your peers to get the best of what people have come up with. So that's another really big feature that we've added is a community. Portal, so it's it's multifaceted. One, you could download, you know, uh, the profiles and settings from your favorite streamers and esports professionals. You might think, how does you know streamer X do that crazy move that he does all the time, or how does he do this? Well, here's all of his settings, and you can with one click download his entire profile. That's a really powerful aspect, but then it's also, like you said, for new users who may be kind of daunted by the aspect of customizing their gear, but are interested, could go to the community portal and simply, again, with one click, download something that's really powerful and, and creative and customized by another user. And therefore, they could not only get a great experience, but also see how something might be done in the future, and that might entice them to then go and be creative themselves. So it's all about offering the best tools to let humans do what they do best which is have fun and play games and be creative and that 's what PC games is all about so he
2: is he is excited. Andrew Coonrad we are talking everything logitech gaming technical marketing manager at logitech logitech G has become one of our you know favorite gaming label names because first of all you guys send us some great stuff now did you know Andrew I think I told you about this briefly uh, that we are doing a PC build and of course we are using the G512 we're going to be using. Uh, You sent us two mice. I haven't picked out which is going to be the mouse of choice because you know how how possessive and you know how personal that is. And I'm still, you know, I'm still trying to break away from that G9. So yeah, baby steps for me, right? And I know (laughs) that we, I know it's really pathetic, but we are going to be having you back because you guys, that's the other thing. You guys are always coming out with innovations. Uh, You just talked about the software innovations, but we're talking about on the hardware side, everything gaming. So if you don't mind, we'd like to get a commitment that you will come back next time you guys drop some new gears so You'll come back and talk with us because I know our audience loves hearing all about it. So, will you come back again with us?
0: Uh, I will come back anytime. I love chatting with you guys. It's always a pleasure. And if you know there's something you need for your bill, just let us know and we'll we'll take care of it.
2: Ah, uh, dude, you are awesome. <laughs>
0: well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate you guys and you're, you're you're doing a great service and have a great show. So I would love to come back whenever. Thank you.
1: Still to come, and talk with a really cool company. You may have heard them, Sling Media. Your tech report continues after this.
2: and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain App, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready?